Hello, hello guys. Welcome to episode 8 of How to Be a Better Person. I hope y'all are doing great and ready for some cooler weather out there because we do have the official start of autumn next week. Thank God (laughs) summer is coming to a close. I feel like I speak for a lot of people when I say I am so ready for summer to be over. (laughs) Personally, I've had a pretty crazy one. Um, If you are familiar with tarot cards, The past few months have definitely had a lot of tower card energy for me. If you're not familiar with tarot, the tower card for a lot of people can be very intimidating. It represents sudden changes and chaos and upheaval. I actually had this card drawn for me back in May, indicating that weak foundations were going to crumble. And let me just say that that was very accurate. The cool thing about the tower card, though, is that The destruction of the tower allows for it to be rebuilt on solid foundation. And so in that sense, I think it's kind of similar to the death card, right? Which doesn't always indicate physical death, but more so the end of something allowing for something better to begin. So I hope you guys will resonate with that because I know a lot of people have really been going through it for the past couple months, but I think it might finally be time to breathe easy because I have a good feeling about the rest of 2020. I will be keeping busy in the fall with school and my coaching program. I know you guys are waiting for the announcement on that. And so I did want to tell you that I have officially launched that as of last month. You can learn more about that on my website at brightsoulhealing.com. I am currently accepting three more spots for the fall. So if you want to have me as a coach and you want to learn how to set boundaries, move forward from stagnant habits or relationships and learn healthy coping mechanisms, definitely send me a message or book a discovery call right from my coaching page. I have a couple different options and I'm always happy to work with you if you want to work with me. So don't be hesitant to reach out if that's something you want to do. Anyways, y'all know I don't like to waste a lot of time, so moving on to today's topic, we're going to be talking about healing abandonment issues. Um, I noticed that this is something that has come up a couple times in my Facebook group, and so I figured now would be a good time to shed some light on behaviors and treatment. So what I'm referring to when I say abandonment issues is the deep-seated fear that some individuals have of losing their loved ones. This typically stems from childhood when a kid experiences a traumatic loss of some sort, whether it's their mom walking out on them or their sibling passing away. This child has lost someone important to them, and so of course, in turn, they fear losing the other people in their lives that matter. Based on this description, it doesn't really sound that problematic, but when you add anxiety into the mix and this child grows into an adult who hasn't processed or healed the trauma, This can really have a negative impact on their life and their relationships. This person forms a shame-based internalization that they're not important or of value. And when children are totally dependent on their caretakers to provide safety in their environment, and that's not done, the child grows up believing that the world is an unsafe place and that people are not to be trusted and that they don't deserve positive attention and care. As an adult who has progressed into a romantic partnership, this shows up as squeezing too tightly in their relationships because they're worried that the person they care about will leave or a lot of people pleasing behaviors and giving too much in order to keep them and yet because they're so shaken by trauma they have this contrasting inability to trust that the person will stay right so they feel insecure or they want to avoid rejection so they push you away they probably need constant reassurance that you're not going to leave and they might even become codependent 
If you want to know more about understanding enmeshment and codependency, I did make a blog post on that recently, so that might be a good one to read alongside this. You might also notice self-sabotage in career or the relationship, controlling behaviors, moving from one relationship to the next in order to avoid loneliness. You'll kind of start to see this cycle, right? Because inevitably the other person is going to not be able to handle these behaviors and end the relationship. And that reinforces the abandonment and their inability to trust. And so when they find someone new, there's this sort of like love bombing type behavior where They want nothing than to make you fall for them. So there's the people pleasing and ignoring their own wants and making the world revolve around you. And then you'll see a sort of deterioration into resentment from the people pleasing. Um, Maybe some destruction of your self-esteem to make themselves feel better or cheating or any other self-sabotaging behavior. And then when the relationship ends, they kind of revert to this sort of victim mindset where it's like, oh, like, I knew that you were too good for me. I knew you deserved better. I knew you were going to leave, right? Reinforcing that pattern. And so this just becomes an ongoing cycle until the cycle is broken. Now, I would like to clarify really quickly before I move on into healing abandonment that um, abandonment is not the same as separation anxiety. It is completely normal for infants and young children to worry about their caregivers leaving them, But this is something that doesn't typically continue on past early childhood or become as severe as actual abandonment trauma. I would also like to note that emotional abandonment, where a caregiver is physically present but not emotionally tending to the child's needs, absolutely contributes to abandonment trauma. Being physically present, yes, is definitely better than not being present. But at the same time, if the child doesn't feel nurtured or appreciated or loved or valued by the parent, the end result of feeling discarded and insecure and undesired ultimately remains the same. Emotional abandonment can also look like a parent setting unrealistic expectations that the child's never going to meet or holding the child responsible for another adult's faults or inadequacies or even verbal abuse, such as telling the child that he or she is worthless or they're never going to be good enough. When you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you'll see that It's an intrinsic need for humans to be loved and valued by others. I mean, beyond the first two levels of the basic physical needs of food and warmth and safety, you'll see that belonging in intimate relationships and love is a need that we have to meet before we move into accomplishment and self-actualization. So it's a very primal need. And this deeply rooted fear of abandonment can really take over your life and trigger feelings of shame and unworthiness that just bleed out into every aspect of your life when unhealed. Not just your relationships, but even maybe your physical health, your jobs, your general mental health. Unresolved abandonment is like a virus that invades your well-being, your self-esteem and self-love, and your ability to achieve all of the goals you have set for yourself. And because we know that we tend to repeat our patterns from childhood well into adulthood, you will continue to chase after people who are emotionally unavailable to you or self-sabotage good opportunities because deep down you don't feel like you're worthy of them or you deserve them. The good news is, when it comes to healing abandonment, this is definitely something that can be reversed if you're just willing to acknowledge and accept where you're at and put in the work to progress forward. Emotional injury has to be treated the same way a physical injury does, so it can't be swept under the rug, otherwise the pain is just going to get worse and follow you until you heal it. The primary form of treatment for healing abandonment is therapy, and I do highly recommend seeking out a licensed therapist. 
Therapists will help with getting down to the root issue and exploring what actually caused the trauma, as well as helping you find healthy coping mechanisms instead of using food or a substance to self-medicate, as well as setting boundaries to check the codependent and people-pleasing behaviors. A therapist can also identify your unhealthy thought patterns and help you replace them with healthier ones, which is known as cognitive reframing. And if you know me at all, you know I'm always talking about this. It was a huge game changer for me when I started therapy. And the more that I started reframing my thoughts, the less the unhealthy thoughts actually began to appear. It will also be incredibly helpful to be in the therapeutic environment when you inevitably allow yourself to grieve the loss of the person that triggered your abandonment trauma. And that must be processed in order for you to move forward. If, however, you choose not to seek therapy, you can still process these emotions by writing an open letter to the object of your abandonment. It's important to just get out all of the feelings of sadness and rejection and anger and dump everything into the letter, which you don't even have to give to them. You can just burn it. Choosing to embark on the healing process yourself is going to involve a lot of inner child healing, a lot of self-identification and assessment of your coping mechanisms and behaviors, and a lot of compassion for yourself. You have to be able to call yourself on your shit in order to grow. And it doesn't mean that you'll never feel grief at the thought of the person who abandoned you, but at least you can acknowledge the loss and move forward and start to enjoy and thrive in your own life. Once you acknowledge that the abandonment was no fault of your own and solely the responsibility of the person who triggered it, you can release all the feelings of shame and unworthiness that you've carried around for years. Healthy outlets for your emotions can be found in the form of journaling or exercise or healthy relationships with safe and emotionally available individuals. If you do feel like this is a journey that you want to undertake on your own, I did find a really good separation therapy workbook on Amazon that's highly recommended from a few different resources, including the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. It's called the Abandonment Recovery Workbook by Susan Anderson. And as always, I'll provide a link to this in my blog as well. I keep any references that I make in my podcast together in one blog post titled the How to Be a Better Person resource list. So you can find that on brightsoulhealing.com. This workbook was put together by a psychotherapist who has over 30 years of expertise in abandonment recovery. And so there's a lot of exercises centered around healing the inner and outer child and personal growth, as well as tools for self-assessment and rebuilding your self-esteem and self-love. Anderson says that these separation therapy exercises allow you to separate out your reactive behaviors so that they can be targeted and replaced with positive goal-directed behaviors, which then become healthy habits. So ultimately, the more that you focus inward and increase your capacity to love yourself, you can increase your capacity to authentically love others and proceed in relationships without the crippling fear or anxiety of losing them. Sounds nice, right? As always, if you guys have any questions over this topic or you would like my support in healing from these issues, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via email at natasha at brightsoulhealing.com. I am not a licensed therapist, but I do work on boundary setting and cognitive reframing in my coaching program. So if you guys need me, you know where to find me. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll have an amazing day.